We are a week into stage three, phase three of Ontario's reopening. And without a clear directive from government, business is reportedly finding it more and more difficult to navigate vaccine status, both for their employees and for customers as well. And joining us now, head of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, Rocco Rossi is on the line to discuss this further. And he joins us here on 640 Toronto. Rocco, good afternoon. Always nice to have you with us. Always a pleasure, and particularly when there's just so much love in the air between the two of you. It was fantastic to hear that 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 cry out of uh, of joy and gratitude in your voice. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. And uh, listen, what have you been hearing from uh, business owners? Uh, speaking of gratitude, I know many business owners very happy, very grateful to be open once again now that we're a week into a uh, phase three. But uh, we have been hearing uh, again some uh, reports that it's been. Pretty difficult to uh, navigate things uh, when it comes to uh, vaccines in your workforce and your customers. Absolutely right, Jeff. I mean, bottom line is that um, employers have an obligation by law to provide for a safe work environment. Our universities, our colleges are obligated to provide safe uh, venues Um, And when you don't have clarity coming from the government, what's ending up happening is this sort of piecemeal response. So Seneca College has announced that unless you're vaccinated, um, you simply, whether you're staff, faculty or student, you can't come on campus for in-person learning in the fall. You have other businesses that are putting that in place because you've heard all of these stories about the difficulty of getting work back, workers back into uh, businesses. And a lot of people focus on, well, if you can get EI uh, or CERB, you know, why would you, why would you come back? And there's a certain amount to that. But another part is simply safety and, and security. And lots of people are, still unsure you talk about the economy reopening but it's it's a dimmer switch it's not an on off switch and a big part of that dimmer is going to be confidence of employees and customers and just today we got a a survey results from angus reed that showed that over half of those who are vaccinated are unlikely to spend time with unvaccinated uh, people. And that has enormous uh, implications for the return to office and enormous implications for ramping up uh, the recovery and the opening. Yeah, and when you talk about implications, we have seen and heard stories, stories are being reported of uh, workplaces and uh, workers uh, actually being uh, threatened uh, over this, uh, over vaccination status, Rocco. Yeah, there was a uh, a website that went up recently because many businesses wanted to point out that, hey, to give assurances to their customers, all of our employees were all vaccinated. So you you don't have to have that uh, that worry. And and sadly, some very twisted uh, people who supposedly are there about uh, you know providing people with uh, with choice to not be vaccinated don't like businesses having the choice to then say uh, to keep their people safe that we're we are vaccinated and and 
the vitriol online has basically forced the the website to uh, to shut down, and they've gone even further uh, and are taking out uh, reviews and saying this is an awful uh, restaurant. Not because the uh, the the food or the service or anything is bad, but because they have the audacity uh, to say that um, that they are uh, that they are vaccinated, uh, and in some cases to require vaccination uh, to participate and. And look at, I, I believe completely in people's right to choose not to be vaccinated, but they cannot then deny the right to businesses and under, other individuals to take steps to provide for the safety and security of their business and their people. Um, and, and, and so this is something that absent government stepping up, and we're now seeing in Quebec and Manitoba, this uh, development of a proof of immunization card to use to simplify matters. Okay, well, let me stop you and ask you right there about that, if I could, Rocco, because I wanted to ask you about the premier, because he says he is not in favor of a so-called vaccine passport. And you're absolutely right. There are reports out of Quebec that they are looking at that there uh, as cases begin to rise in that province. They're looking at some sort of vaccine passport. Does the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, do you support that idea? 100 uh, percent. We'd love to see a national system so that we don't have piecemeal and confusion and complexity. And again, it's 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 not because we we want to play any kind of heavy hand. Uh, the, the premier has said, "Look, I believe in constitutional rights, and so I don't want to have two tier." But in the same breath, he said, "I'm not going to guarantee that we're not going to lock down the economy again." Uh, and and he's had no issue with denying constitutional rights in lockdown for 16 months. Uh, and suddenly has found religion on this issue, which is extremely problematic because society has always reserved the right. You you have absolutely a right to choice, but it's not an absolute right if your actions then put at risk others. So you have the right to smoke, uh, even though one in two smokers will end up dying uh, from that habit, but you don't have the right to smoke in a restaurant or in closed space because you can be affecting others. No different in this case, uh, where by choosing to not be vaccinated and then going into environments where you have people either who've been vaccinated or who legitimately can't be vaccinated because of age or health reasons, and putting them at risk. So that is not that is not fair. And we shouldn't be left with only the solution of locking everyone down if you can clearly see that this disease, as Dr. Fauci and others have been saying, is evolving into um, an illness of the non-vaccinated. Um, and so you're making a choice and choice has consequences. Yeah, they're calling it now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And, you know, as you've just laid out there, I think uh, very well, Rocco, is that there are all kinds of civil liberties, legalities involved here when it comes to being vaccinated, unvaccinated, and uh, what that means for employees and for customers of uh, businesses. So knowing that, 
Does business, do they need, do they deserve some sort of guidance here from the government uh, sooner rather than later? They absolutely do. And interestingly, the Ontario Science Table has just issued um, uh, some really good guidelines around a proof of immunization. Um, and, and I think it's, it's really laying it on the table for the premier um, to, think, to think very seriously about this. We also call on the federal government. In fact, the, the Ontario Chamber of Commerce has written a letter uh, to both the federal and the provincial governments um, to, to move on this with speed. Um, it was one thing to say, look, we don't want to uh, tackle this issue when supply of vaccine is not available or there have been inequities in the distribution of that. Supply is no longer an issue. Uh, so this doesn't, the, the, the equity issues have been have been reduced and we're coming up to the fall where more of us will be going back inside. And as the Quebec government has laid out, you know, if you see the numbers going back up, do you want to leave yourself with only the tool to lock all of society down? Or do you say in the highest risk areas, in non-essential services, in gyms, in venues, et cetera, uh, that you require proof of vaccination. And Premier Ford himself has said, look, you have proof of, of immunization. You've got those paper receipts that you can download or that you receive after you get vaccinated. But quite frankly, that has my birthday on it, uh, a QR code, a, a digital or a card produced by the government could actually provide more privacy security for individuals while making it simpler uh, to do this. And it's not just protecting, it could also accelerate the reopening. You see in the US, for instance, at Madison Square Garden, it filled to the rafters for a Foo Fighter concert, but you had to show that you were fully vaccinated and or you had a negative uh, COVID test within 24 hours. And that 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 then sets the, the place to be full as opposed to live under capacity limits. So let's follow the science here. All right. We will continue, of course, to watch this with a great deal of interest. Rocco, appreciate the time as always and stay well. Stay positive, test negative, get vaccinated just as soon as you can. All right. There's Rocco Rossi, head of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.